Hello and welcome to the Women is Free podcast. This podcast is based on the idea that every woman is born free and she should be mentally, physically, spiritually and emotionally free. So today I have a really good treat. I'm joined by Amelia Buxton who travels the world and works from anywhere. Hi Amelia, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So you literally, I mean, I know for so many people traveling the world and working from anywhere is literally the dream I mean just tell us a bit about yourself like what do you do and you know how many countries have you worked in yeah so what I do I've become a lot better at saying this sometimes I went through a few years throughout like doing my work recently where I was like oh well I do this and a bit of this but I essentially offer marketing ops and ops support guidance strategy creativity for entrepreneurs in the online space and and they're specifically coaches healers practitioners visionaries um and my my true love is systemizing launching creating all of those things and I really love that work because I am also the student as well as being the person that's contributing to the work so it adds an extra layer of commitment and love for what I do so I've been doing that now full time for about four years. God, I have no, whenever you think of COVID, for example, know, you're like, does COVID count as a year? It's all a blur, really. You're like, you're like, what? 2019 was four years ago. How? Like how? Yeah. And then with regards to how many countries I've been to, hmm, to be honest, I'm a slow traveler. So mm-hmm. I would say I've spent full time traveling, but in terms of countries I've been to off the top of my head, I would want to say like five. So it all started in Bali and then I've been to Mexico, the States, Costa Rica, parts of Europe as well. But I spend a lot of time in different parts of those places. That's just the way that I enjoy traveling. So rather than like going around to lots of different countries, you're like, I'm going to stay here and sort of like get a sense of it. Yeah, it's much better for my nervous system to be able to like that. That was one thing when I first started doing this, I thought the way to do it would be bobbing around to loads of different places, Mm. just like normal travelers do. But I very quickly realized that my nervous system needs a little while to settle into a new place and a completely new environment and the culture and the people and what I like and don't like. So I tend to stay somewhere for at least a month I like to aim for and obviously longer if I if I enjoy mm-hmm. it yeah because on that I mean how long does it take because I, I mean I moved to Australia from the UK at the end of November and I look back and like the first probably two or three months I was literally it was just like and when I look back it's almost like a complete days and you're kind of like you know everything's new and it's like really overwhelming and it was probably took like about almost three months I feel like for me to sort of be settled and feel more grounded like how, how long does it take you is it something that's like got has it got kind of like you know shorter the more you've done it or does it still kind of take a take a while to get settled honestly it depends on the place there's definitely a feeling that I have trained myself to understand so for example I'm trying to think of where somewhere has felt off as opposed to mm. okay funnily enough so when I first went to Costa Rica in 2021 I had I was supposed to be there for five weeks and I love Costa Rica there's many like amazing memories there but I had a thought that I was going to be there for like two months or so 
And then for some reason, I just felt in my body something just wasn't right. Like things weren't quite falling into place. And mm. thing, and I'm all for the struggle and working through the struggle. But it was more like, no, this is this is resistance to pay attention to rather than resistance to just work through. So after that, I was like, okay, okay, where else am I thinking of going this summer? And I was like, I've been thinking of going to Mexico. The moment that I went on Airbnb to find somewhere in Mexico, my one of my dreams is to have a roof terrace, like in my future home. Yeah. The first place that I saw that was within budget had a roof terrace <laughs> and, and like literally the the owner of that Airbnb we're now so he's like an uncle to me he's my Spanish teacher my friend yeah. all of these things and and everything just unfolded perfectly and the moment that I got onto Mexican soil it just felt easeful and everything felt <clears throat> smooth and like it was working for me rather than against me I love that. And I, I do definitely feel like it's, I mean, I always used to have it where I'd only have holiday romances. So I'd be, I'd be in London and it was, I'd going on on these dates and it's just like not working. Like everything's just going wrong and wrong. And then the second I went on holiday, <laughs> and it, it's just like when you become aware that, you know, there's something maybe, I mean, on that, because how much does where you are, like the place you're in, have on your state of freedom? Because on this, you might find, you know, I think when freedom, we talk a lot about like trauma and things like that. And, you know, it's a lot of like, you know, change things within yourself. But then the other side of it is if you're in an environment where you feel trapped. And I know, you know, some people, well, for example, I've heard, you know, I spoke to a friend who she felt trapped in London and then she moved to another country and things were still the same and she still felt trapped there and stuff like that. I mean, how much have you found that your environment has on how free you feel? Oh my gosh, it's so funny you're saying this because I wrote about this in my journal this <laughs> oh, morning. Oh really? And I spoke, <laughs> and I spoke so many weird sister. psychic moments at the moment. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I know, I know. And I was speaking with my sister about it the other day on how April, for example, I just spent in Ericeira in Portugal. And that I, it was one of the most nourishing, beautiful months with regards to creative evolution and just my health and my well-being. And it's my environment there was 10 minutes from the ocean, being able mm. to watch the sunset every night, a patio which overlooked a massive garden in the guest house I was staying at, a pool, you know, all of these things where like the air was clear and you fall asleep to the sound of waves. And it makes a fucking difference. It really does. <laughs> when when you wake up and you see like a clear sky or even if it rains in the evening and it's peaceful and it's nice and it has a huge impact on on me I I definitely think that you know I'm fortunate to be in a position where I will pay more I will invest more money in a place to stay mm. if it means that the environment is going to be something that's suitable for my my growth and always definitely it's a huge mm. huge factor for me it's it's like when you're you know I remember in London like setting the alarm for 5am every morning and being like oh, I'm gonna meditate and journal and do breath work and yoga and everything and it was like all this stuff that 
you know made me feel free but then it's so hard if you're in an environment that is very busy and you've got a very busy schedule you're always like constantly fighting against the grain do you know what I mean you're always like fighting you're having to get up at even like doing stuff that makes you feel free like dance or yoga or whatever it is it's like you're having to really fight to have the time for that and it's it does feel like a constant wise you know it's like you, when you go on a holiday you leave things like that I know holiday is different from working from anywhere but it's automatically you're relaxed and there's not a schedule and you're not like every minute of the day doing yoga or breath work or journaling but it kind of happens naturally you know what I mean it's so true it's so when you're just saying how when you have to fight for the freedom that's that's kind of the place you don't want to be in obviously Mm. there's the circumstances where it's good to fight for freedom (laughs) but in terms of like the day-to-day waking up and wanting to just go to work or wanting to just do your morning practices fighting for those essential things that should Mm. just be you should just be able to roll into it has it has such an impact absolutely and I'm interested to know on how you got here so starting up I mean I know you're from the UK and you're in the UK at the moment um when did you decide like when did it first enter your mind like I want to work from anywhere yeah oh I like this is fun because I've not reflected on this for a while. So I went to Bali for the first time, which I know if someone's listening, they're like, oh, of course it was Bali. But seriously, guys, it's it's where it begins. <laughs> you, you got it. Sometimes you just got to accept you're a cliche. I did that in yoga the other day. I was just like, I'm a cliche and I'm owning it. Yeah, it's like, I'm a cliche and look where I am now. And yeah, I'm happy, exactly. you know? <laughs> so I went to Bali in 2018. And at the time I was working in hospitality back home. Mm. in um, marketing and sales and I went to Bali for I think five weeks and I was just and it was the first time I'd been exposed to like the digital nomad thing people working in these gorgeous spaces and in these Mm. cafes and everyone had tans and everyone smelt great and (laughs) I was like (laughs) wow what is this life that I am completely unaware of that's possible so after I came home from that that really lit a fire like wow I, w- I want to do that that's what mm. I want to do I've always had this feeling of you know I'm incredibly close to my family and I love I love the moments that I am home like right now for example however I just knew that within me this isn't where I'm going to be I'm not going to be in the UK it's not really my my base my landing spot so seeing that and seeing what was possible and that these people were actually happy and not having to hustle mm. I was like wow okay I want that so came back home And then throughout the year, I worked towards starting to work with holistic wellness businesses. So I worked with my sister in marketing because she ran a yoga studio and she was also a coach at the time. And I started putting the feelers out there to see if there were any other people to work with. Went to Bali again in 2019. And that's when I had started going air quote a bit more. I wouldn't say full time because I wasn't getting full time work or income. However, Mm. I didn't have a job and I had a few and I had some clients and Mm. I had some money. So I was like, I'm just going to go and see what happens. That was a great experience. Came back, decided to go full time with it. And then COVID hit. (laughs) (laughs) I just went uh, self-employed at the beginning of 2020 as well. So yeah, yeah. I relate, I relate. (laughs) Which is funny because it's like 2020, 2020, this is the time to like do it all. And obviously, because it was a new business and all of that, there was no financial aid or anything. And I had some clients which were amazing. And I'm so appreciative to them for keeping me on. But in terms of an abundance of Mm. stable income, it wasn't there. I was very fortunate to be staying with my family at the time and 
I did not I had a very fortunate experience as opposed to some mm-hmm. during that time so I don't complain about it but then I saw online that a coach and an author and entrepreneur and leader that I had been following for a few years was going to be hiring for an executive assistant and you know her Sophia because you and yes. I both met on her retreat in yes. 2021 yeah. and so I have been uh, I went for the job I beat out like 200 people and I have just grown, grown with her and with her company up until, up until now. So, and obviously, yeah, since 2021, that's when I was actually doing the physical, once the borders opened, even, even a little bit, that is when I started doing the full-time travel aspect of this work and working remotely and supporting a visionary and now being able to support more people too. And I'm just so interested to know with the blog, because it's funny you said about starting you know, COVID because I did, I went self-employed. I was doing events. I was presenting in-person events, um, which was all going very well until March <laughs> and then everything. And, you know, I do remember, like you said, it was at the time, if you work for someone else, you got furloughed and that kind of came out. And then I was like, what's the option for self-employed people? And I, I literally, I remember really clearly, um, like being on the phone to Universal Credit at the beginning of COVID and I was renting a place in London and you're in this queue for hours and just like the absolute fear and you know I think that's the because I've been thinking about this a lot recently um but when you know people stay in situation you know why do we stay in situations that make us feel trapped right you know what I mean like why why and then I think I think about it and I'm like it's probably security and comfort and you know, if I go off and, you know, travel anywhere, or if I have my own thing, it's the fear around that. Um, It can be a very real fear, you know, a lot of people like security and basic needs is maybe, I don't know, that I forget the hierarchy of needs, but I remember that being pretty high up. I mean, did you kind of have any blocks before kind of doing this? Um, Was, you know, was there anything that came up? Sort of how did you overcome it? You know, honestly, as I said, most people would probably assume that COVID was the real hitter with things, but I was very fortunate to not really have a difficult experience during that. I kept some clients. I got a dream job and I was at the time needing to pay rent because I was with my parents. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of love in this house. So in terms of getting myself up and running, I just felt like I was experiencing the fruits of my labor with things like coming coming through when it came to traveling itself again obviously it was a bit more difficult because so many people would tell me for various reasons that it would be difficult to travel and but honestly 2021 was probably one of the most memorable fun years of my life so far Mm -hmm. I think and when it came to like overcoming obstacles there was definitely, I had had rose tinted glasses on since I started traveling in like 2017, mm-hmm. because I had never really, you know, you have sticky situations, but I've never had a bad experience. But there was one experience coming back into the US in 2021, which I won't go into too much, but there was a situation with immigration that was clearly led by bias and prejudice, mm, which right, on reflection, yeah. I've realized now. And that was something that kind of knocked me where I was like, Ooh, okay, 
if I'm gonna have it's it's good that this happened because when you do have a life of remote work and travel mm. it's wonderful and I would never change it for the world but there are definitely things that you should be aware of and making sure you know what your rights are and mm. know what you can and can't do know what your limits are personally as well so I have had I think being able to have a support system, regardless of if it's direct family or close friends, being able to have people who you can tune into when you do hit blocks, because there have been challenges, of course, but knowing that there are people there who you can talk through to it, because me, I'm an introvert. And I, mm. so it's like alone, but not lonely. I live my own company, but it does mean that when I do hit a certain issue is of like, oh shit, like I'm doing, I'm dealing with this by myself. Like, should I just go home? Should mm. I just fly home? Should I just pack it all in? So I think it's more about having the structures behind you to support you whenever those obstacles come up, because they're going to be different for everyone. I, lo- I love that. And I think when we think about the digital sort of nomad life, we do picture ourselves or someone else like by yourself in a coffee shop and it's all kind of, you know, by yourself. And I know having been in Australia, it's actually made me more, if I've had difficult moments, like I'm like communities, every- people are everything. Like I-, I get it now. Like people, I guess in your home country, you almost take it for granted because there's always people, like there's always people around and you're, you know, everyone. And then I think when you're alone, um you're like actually it's so incredible that I have someone that I can ring up and you know talk to who actually cares and things like that I mean was that was that something you you were always quite good at or it sounds like was that like a lesson for you that you kind of learned along the way yeah I think so two instances I was having a really tough time I was having a really tough time last year when I was in Mexico there were some things going on and for a while I tried to like because anyone who has a close relationship with their family or their chosen family Mm -hmm. whoever it is will know that when you have certain things come up you don't want to you don't want to burden them especially when they're empathetic empathic oh my god yeah when they hold a lot of empathy (laughs) it's it's like oh Yeah, yeah yeah And then also you tell yourself like, you, you know, you're having a, you've got a good life. So mm. there's no point in telling them. So I held stuff in for a really long time, but then eventually like your, like my nervous system, my anxiety came up, which hasn't come up in years. And I was like, oh shit, like I should, I, re- I need to talk to someone. I need to like let someone know. And I need to make sure that I don't mm. keep anything like this in again. So that was instance number one. And it was, it worked itself out and it was, mm. it was great instance number two was very recently in March just the day that I arrived to Arisera we got a call to say that my 22 year old cousin Elisa in New Jersey had been taken to hospital very randomly and out of nowhere she's a healthy young woman mm. and then a week later she passed away and wow. I was like and that's the first tragedy that my yeah. that I have that I have lived through as an adult and it was a tragedy it was like whoa where did this come Mm. from and that was a big solidifier of how much I value even just the five people I can name on my hand that classes Mm. my community the people who I've got one friend Daniel who's from Australia lives in Australia who I we speak to maybe like once every quarter but I know for sure, and I knew for sure in this instance, I'm going to message him and tell him this, and I know he will be there, and he mm-hmm. was. 
and the same with like my friend in Los Angeles and the friends in Mexico and that that was definitely like when you it's such a good feeling to know that when you need your people they're yeah. gonna be there and especially when you're traveling it's very easy to fall into a pattern of just developing fleeting friendships because everyone's yeah. going to see each other for a little while yeah and so it's really difficult to actually hold to in this lifestyle to feel like you have community because they're passing they're passing by mm. but it is something that's super important like even if you're an introvert extrovert to have those people in your life that you can rely on and not just have the fleeting friendships coming through it's really yeah so there's so much that's interesting in that and I think I find it works it's one of the things when you have a family tragedy because you know my I brother died of cancer last year at like 38 um was that? <laughs> 37 we found out and it's just things like that really I think there's two things I found is a they really make you realize that you're not going to live forever so that's part of the reason almost why I actually left because I was like I'm moaning about London all the time and I'm just living my life being like I hate the tube I hate this and then it was like oh crap like people die young it can happen like it's not a set thing and that kind of makes you almost want to live more but then the other thing is you're like also I love my family (laughs) you know it makes you it's a weird thing isn't it because in some ways it kind of like makes you more keen to see the world and travel and like live your fullest life and then the other side's like it makes you value them things more and I think it's interesting I think if I'd gone traveling or moved from 21 I would have just been like see ya parents like jumped on the plane not like even looked around and said goodbye and I think when you have these life experiences it makes you realize that it's not like just a light-hearted thing do you know what I mean it makes you realize like the the real like deep connections of this um yeah yeah but I think that definitely I was what was I gonna say on that there was something sorry what was the last thing you said you said something at the end of that I'm just having a fleeting friendships that's it yeah I it's so interesting you say that because especially like a lot of the time with the traveling it's like you go to hostels and it's this weird thing where someone's your best friend for like a week. If you if you do that, it's like you're, you're all like, you're with each other. I've had this a few times, like you're going, you know, spending all day to, with each other. And, you know, especially if it's quite that party culture, like people going out and you're getting out together and you're all best friends. And then you say goodbye and you're never going to see that person again. And it's really weird because you're like, I just got close. Like, how did you, how did you get out of that kind of like, shallow friendships maybe or not shallow but you know very short-lived to actually kind of making these sounds like sort of lifelong friends yeah it's kind of difficult because the the closest friends that I have through that they we've we've stayed connected for very different reasons so there's one friend who it always helps when that person is probably going to be wanting to go to where you're going next or is already Mm. there so like one friend who I met in Mexico City, she was based in, well, she was based in Mexico City, but she was living in LA and I was going to be going to LA afterwards. And then she invited me to her parents' house, house in Arizona and we just, we continued on. Another dear friend of mine, Cynthia, who you know as well, we met in LA, but obviously we worked together. So we yeah, were going to yeah. see each other again. So I think it's when you, when you really click with someone you know when you've really clicked with someone Mm. and it's also it's kind of like 
trying to consciously declare to that person we we're going to see each other again and I'm going to stay in touch with you you know I've definitely had friends a couple of friends in the past who I've said that to and I've kept up with it and I've messaged and then they don't reply and it's like okay well we weren't Mm. we weren't supposed to be close but it's on it's on you to identify those special connections and regardless of what they're going to turn out to be take it upon yourself and take responsibility for at least trying because I know that I like I was bullied through high school and it took me a really really long time to even open myself up to any kind of deep friendship yeah yeah and so it's even harder for it was even harder for me to step forward and be like I'm going to take responsibility for us continuing friends friendship Mm. people say that about (laughs) any any relationship like it's it's hard work and it's it's work of like both of you and especially when you're traveling you can't just bump into each other every day it's like what are you going to do to to make sure that you're going to stay connected with this person obviously not forcing it and being able to use your own discernment of what is what does and doesn't feel right but I definitely feel that I've empowered myself to be in a place of like I was I was joking about this the other week because when I was in Portugal when I was saying you know everybody says we'll meet up again in the future but but seriously, if if you mean it, like I, I'm gonna come. Like if you mm. if you tell yeah, me now, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, come to come to my place in Copenhagen, then I'm coming to Copenhagen. <laughs> so yeah, don't what's say it, that where, like, where? Yeah, what's your address? Yeah, literally. So I'm like, and nowadays I kind of just say that up front, like don't say it if you don't mean it. <laughs> oh God, no, I love that, and I'm interested because in what you know like this is called like women is born free and it's a lot of kind of like finding that freedom and you mentioned there you know being bullied at school and you know it's things like that just like some of the worst experiences and it's and often even you know a lot of the time we have this idea of ourselves that that is from who we are at school and we're like you know we have all these like you know we got left out when we were like seven so we get this idea that like I'm an outsider or something you know and it's it's very great I mean did did you find like did you kind of let go of them um I don't know wounds or trauma is the right word you can maybe correct me on that but did you kind of like let go of them in before you left or was that you know did it help you kind of get them deeper connections from leaving the environment you grew up in yeah that's a good question I would say in terms of the actual trauma that the memories had left Mm -hmm. on me they had dissipated over time in terms of the way I was showing up with other friends as a byproduct of those experiences. And that is something that just slowly began to heal itself the Mm. more that I traveled and the more like to me, travel is the best healer of the vast majority of my, my particular Mm. struggles, like my anxiety, I had debilitating anxiety and it's only been maybe twice I had anxiety from maybe 15 until 22 wow yeah and it's only been maybe twice in the past few years that I've felt it come up and I know for a fact that the reason that has dissipated is because of the personal development work I've done a huge portion of that being through travel so Mm -hmm. I think especially with travel what I love is that you can just be yourself 
and it's not mm-hmm. be whoever you want to be but it's like just be yourself and without any of the stories that anybody knows that are attached to you without anybody wondering like oh is she is she the girl that, that like did this or everyone said this mm. no one gives a fuck because everyone's out there just doing their own thing and connecting with people that accept them fully as themselves so over over that course of time it's definitely given me a chance to look back on my experiences in high school and be like thank god that happened honestly like mm. thank god that happened and that i I went through it and I broke free from it and it gave me an opportunity to work on how I can show up as a better friend and a more active communicator with people. I love that. And I think it's so interesting when you said there's almost that distance because I think it's, you know, I grew up in a small town on the seaside and people, you know, if you met, you know, people would be still be bringing up people, things people did when they were like 12 or 13 and you're like we're like nearly 30 (laughs) do do you know what I mean and it's like we've all all of us have done things you know you know I I suffered I had a lot of anxiety as well as teen early 20s and one of my ways was I would drink a lot and it was like a kind of you know very British but it's, it's like drinking's away and um and you you know you have all this embarrassment and stuff around that but then it's almost I feel like when you stay in one place, these things stick with you. Like these identities, it's almost a bit like that. I don't know if redemption, redemption's a bit of a heavy word maybe, but it's almost mm. a bit like, you know, we're growing up, when we're growing up, like we make mistakes and it's all part of learning and stuff like that. So it's so interesting that you sort of said that, um, you know, like it kind of like that slow kind of letting off of anxiety is really interesting. Yeah, and I think forgiveness has been... It's it's funny when it comes to things around forgiveness. I, I don't know how to describe forgiveness. I feel mm-hmm. like in my in my world though, being able to look back on that and be like, we were just kids. We were just yeah. kids, and you know, if I saw the saw them in the street, I'd smile, ask them how they were, mm-hmm. and move on because I am very happy in my life, and I I wish them nothing but love and wellness. And I guess, and I don't know how that would describe forgiveness, but I just know that being in that position for the past few years and being a lot more like, it's cool, it's okay. Because look what we've been able to alchemize as a result. I think that has been a huge factor into being able to feel safe to proceed Mm -hmm. forward with other friendships. What what way do you mean kind of feel safe in knowing you've let that go or being able to feel safe to show up as myself to Mm. new people because I was always worried like if I show people who I really am then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bullied for it because I was Mm. I was bullied for my weirdness and (laughs) what you know my my love for Disney you know yeah all all of these things I was I was bullied bullied that was a criminal offense where did you find that I was I was bullied for being different you know all of the typical things that people are bullied for but I know now that I feel a lot more safe being able to when I meet people no longer feel like I have to do I have to show them a an edited version of myself first and then I'll show them the rest if we get closer no now it's like you get me full-on immediately there's no edit Mm -hmm. and if they don't vibe with me it's cool because I vibe with myself you know 
it it it's so it's it's so interesting you because I think it's that I remember being like eight or nine and dance you know at school did you ever have it where they put a song on and you just dance to it it was a bit like ecstatic dance in PE so mm-hmm. it's kind of like ecstatic dance but like in a weird and I remember like just letting go and like putting you know just pulling all these faces and just really going for it and then I opened my eyes and like everyone in the room was looking at me and laughing and I swear to God Amelia I didn't dance in front of people probably for like 15 years and I think it's that thing and I, but I think with stuff it's interesting because you can either I feel like you can either be in that sort of and in a completely non-judgmental way as someone who has done this being that victim mindset of like these bullies they stopped me being myself and um mm. you know which and to be fair when you're in that school environment you literally can't leave right <laughs> but, yeah. and there are such formidable years such formidable mm. years for us when we're younger it's like it's so easy to say oh I should have just ignored it or oh I, sh- I wish mm. I wish I could tell like little Amelia or little Sophia to keep on dancing and it's like you know what we <laughs> we I know my heart breaks for that I just I know oh, send, so sending love sending love to little Sophia fuck <laughs> and and also had that not happened would we still be the same versions of ourselves mm. today and it's you know I don't want to spiritually bypass trauma or anything like mm. that this is just speaking on my experience but had and just seeing you because obviously we've been at a retreat together and seeing how free you are like had that not happened when you were younger would you have still <laughs> showed up that freely and that wonderfully and would we be would we be having this conversation today you know it, it's so true and it's it's almost that um you know how much you can connect to love to and to kind of overcome them things and be like you know and I think I think we're we're very lucky I think um definitely you know I think way growing up in England and stuff like that is okay you can be yourself and people might think you're weird and you might get nasty comments and things but you're probably unlikely to be physically attacked or have your life at risk from being yourself you know you can wish uh, you can get the social exclusion and stuff like that which can feel very real but you know I know um you know talking about women being free um you know I worked with a charity recently that helped women from Afghanistan and there's like you know a lot of women in wealth still face really physical physical risks and it's just yeah it's not and not to minimize anyone's experience at all but it's just like you know you're even if it feels very real you're like actually it's just people not liking me or you know which Mm -hmm. of these things are real like biologically speaking we're meant to be part of community right and if we do think we're going to be outcasts it feels very real right yeah even today as an adult if there's times when like you know I'm saying all of this about stepping into places fully and I do that but definitely if you do if you're feeling like oh this this room doesn't accept me yet mm. and it's not so so last week I was at a longboard camp I was learning to longboard skateboard oh longboard I camp. love that and, <laughs> and it was completely out of my comfort zone the most yeah. active thing I've ever done in my life is like walk around a theme park I don't do active stuff so to do like seven <laughs> days of intensive skating and I walked into this environment and for the first after the first day I did have a ping of like oh I think I'm too much for these people mm. but it wasn't like a, I'm too much so keep myself small I was like oh why do I feel like this and it's just because it was a completely new mix of people that I had ever mm. bonded with before because it was a completely new thing so yeah it's interesting the more you develop your self-awareness around those types of things what you'll notice especially when you when you do travel 
Mm. I was going to ask, this is probably a bit more... Um, actually, no, I wanted to ask, because obviously we've spoken a lot about challenges and overcoming and things like that. But, I mean, what for you have been the biggest highs? Because there must have been moments where you're like, this is my life, like, this is incredible. Like, what for you has been the biggest highs? Which sounds like that's most of the time. Yeah, (laughs) I would say... I would definitely say the moments of feeling like things are falling into place, which means that I'm on my aligned path. So, Mm -hmm. for example, that what I was telling you about when I got to Mexico and all of that fell into place, I was then moving on to LA and I was like, oh, everybody tells me LA is so expensive. I don't know what I'm going to do or whatever. And I got in touch with a friend who we hadn't spoken in about a year and a half, but we, we used to be quite close and she was just she just showed up immediately fully Mm. for me saying like I've got somewhere for you it's my neighbor's place it's down the way and when I got to that place me and the neighbor like me and um, her name is Michelle we got along so so well and I was there for two months and she was away most of the time so I got this like amazing duplex Los Mm. Angeles home for I love like maybe like six weeks out of the time I was there I was by myself I also got a pay rise during that time. So when those those feelings of things falling into place where you're just like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm on the right path. That was amazing. I would say going to places that I wouldn't have expected to fall in love with. I went to Arizona and I had no context of what the desert would be like. I've never been interested in the desert. And then I spent just a few days there with a friend and I had never felt so much peace and ease and so much like, oh, I need to come and live here for a little bit. This is a place. And those unexpected moments of it wasn't on the list. It wasn't on the plan whatsoever. I almost nearly didn't go because I thought it would be an effort. You know, these things mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, will it, will it be an effort? And it was so worth it. The retreats that I've worked on through my work, being able to see the women that we support and the environments that we're in, like Costa Rican jungles or Mexico, and being able to be like, "Holy crap, this is my, this is my work." Yeah. Like speaking yeah. with the speaking with these amazing women by a pool about their businesses and their dreams and visions and creative projects. Like I'm sat here in a bikini getting a tan, and I'm getting mm. I'm getting paid for it. This is my life. Oh, there's it's just those those feelings, even as simple as waking up in the morning, doing a workout outside. Mm. and having the the sun beating down and then afterwards you're just like wow I've this is this is great and I don't need I haven't needed to be earning like six seven multi-million dollar Mm. figures I've just needed to be earning well and using my money wisely being aware of my income being aware of what I am willing to invest in and then just letting it all come together I love that. And that kind of touches my next thing because you mentioned there about getting up and doing exercise and things like that. And also being aware of your income. I mean, when you're traveling the world and you're like working by yourself and things like that, I'm guessing like you have to bring the structure and the discipline, right? It's like you, I'm sure, structure your day. Um, you know, what what does that look like to you? Was that something that and does was that, you know, how do you structure your day, I guess, for a start? And was that something that like came naturally or, you know, how did you learn that? Yeah, I I like this question because it is something I'm quite proud of. I (laughs) developed about like, I think it was maybe five years ago after working in hospitality, I always used to like go to bed around 2 a.m. and then wake up at 11. 
and then when I got out of hospitality and I wanted to make changes in my life I was like I want to be a morning person not just 9am I want to be like a like a 6am person and so I worked towards that and I'm now I'm now proudly a 6am riser upper without an without an alarm as well wow <laughs> oh my god when you when you said that I was like but without a, that's incredible yeah, that yeah. Is- I know. <laughs> <laughs> and very recently I've been giving it a go with the 5 30 a.m start so I don't know I just mornings are so special to me it really has a huge impact on how my day goes how I like spend at least an hour in the morning so what I do when I'm traveling I give myself a bit of grace and I'm like if I need to sleep and catch up I'll do that for a few days Mm -hmm. but then typically I like to wake up at six do journaling breathwork meditation for the first 30 minutes and then I like to do self-study for another 30 minutes whether it's a course that I've invested in or I've got I'm in a membership right now or just like a free offering that's online I really enjoy doing that because I have like different goals and dreams to work towards and that's that's kind of my pocket of time to do that and then seven till eight I will either do a Pilates workout or go for a walk so that's kind of like I I like to have at least two hours to do those things because it just means that when it comes to getting my laptop open I'm like let's fucking go this is going to be a great day and also because after about four o'clock my my brain is like trained to slow down (laughs) because I think because if I'm waking up early in the morning my mind's like okay now we relax so I just I do it all in the morning and then I like to be done by with my day by like one to four o'clock depending on the workload I like that yeah and then you get I guess and then the evening's sort of free for you to like explore or or I guess yeah like free to explore or try and find some kind of like ecstatic dance or women's circle Mm. or go for dinner like I love (laughs) I love just going for dinner and whether it be by myself or with friends, I'm just, you know, never, never underestimate the art of a good meal when you travel, as opposed to constantly feeling like you have to do all the tours, all the all the sites, all the things. Mm. And this is a bit of, I guess, I don't know the word existential question, but like, I think if we say freedom because freedom is one of them where you know it's funny when I say that all I can picture is like you know them stock images you see in google where the person's like someone facing the sun with their arms out and it's like that but I mean what what does freedom mean to you Hmm. freedom to me means embodying the feeling of not being tethered to the constructs, the belief systems, the lifestyles that were laid out for us. So mm. whether that be like what what poor income versus a rich or like poor wealth versus rich wealth. It's like, you know, breaking free from that because I've definitely realized recently that obviously, depending on your circumstance, I don't like to look at when I when I look back on when my income wasn't what it is now. I'm like, I still did so much. I found Mm. so much to do. And I found because I was just like, okay, well, this is how much I've got. So what am I going to do with it in order to, in order to like move on and move further? So breaking free from that, like waking up and knowing that I get to do the work I do rather than I have to do the work I do. 
Mm. Breaking, like feeling free from the idea that like there's always going to be competition and that you're always going to be in like competition with other people. Like, yeah. no, fuck, fuck that. <laughs> I don't like it. Community. And so all of those ways, it's just like breaking free from whatever society told us was the way to live our lives. That That is the feeling of freedom to me being like, wow, I'm doing it. I'm doing it differently. Yeah. And I love that point about competition because there was recently something I've been thinking of where even actually going ahead with this podcast and I was like oh you know is it the right thing and I had this really clear I woke up at 4 44 a.m which is my angel number and oh. I had this I know I had this really clear intuitive thing and it was like it's about having a shared vision and you actually like the more you realize that because like when you think oh my god it's just like you mentioned like these constructs and these things that are laid out for us and when you think it's just me fighting against these thousand year old constructs and things. It's so depressing and overwhelming. And then actually, but then when you actually realize like the world is changing and everyone's starting to be like, hey, hang on a second. I don't really know if this is actually for me sort of thing. And it, it's, yeah, it, it's, you know, you realize a lot of people are actually going through the same thing and it's not about being the first person to do something or being the, you know, it's like actually all being part of that same movement. Definitely. And especially in the past few years when there's obviously been different restrictions and different things that you that people say you have to do in order to do the things you want to do. Mm. And I, I was told for a while, like, oh, well, if you're if you're wanting to do the travel thing, you wanted to remote work, then you're probably going to have to, like, you know, do these these things in order to do it freely. And I was like, well, I'll just I can just make it happen. We'll We'll, we'll just see. <laughs> we'll just see you know and rather than be like I'm not gonna try I'm like we'll just see and you know what I've been doing it for nearly three years now and I've not had to give in to certain things Mm. and I'm and I'm better for it and I'm happier for it and it's all it's all just about I, I see that as people's projections of their own yeah probably wishing that they could do it as well or wishing that they had it within themselves to do it so I'm like okay you you tell me all your fears that's okay I'm gonna go live and I'll and I'll show you I'll show you how it's possible I'll never forget I used to go on holiday by myself for bits of time I remember telling this one girl she looked at me like I was clinically insane I kid you not she was like you travel alone and just like literally like the way it was like I had like said I eat young children or something like honestly it was just absolute like disgust and shock and I was like what um yeah I was reminded last last summer actually I had like my first because you know it always feels like you're on vacation when you when you do mm. get to do what I do but I had my first like actual vacation and I decided to check myself into an all-inclusive in Cabo in Mexico oh. and this all you know I haven't been to an all-inclusive since I was maybe like four with the family mm-hmm. and I realized quickly oh there's there's like couples and families here but the second day I met these I met this like group of friends and then also various couples and families and when they found out I was there alone there was no sense of like what you're here alone but they were like whoa this is mm-hmm. so cool like why are you here alone and I realized that was one of my realizations of oh my gosh yeah this is a really unique cool amazing thing that I'm doing and that and that I get to do and not many people do that and you get you you get used to 
this lifestyle really quickly and sometimes you forget you're doing something very unique like you being on Australia mm-hmm. there really aren't a lot of people it might seem like it because there's a huge expat community there <laughs> yeah, but like yeah but you'll meet someone one day and they'll be like wow you moved all the way from mm. to Australia from the UK and it's like wow yeah I we're living really boldly and freely and we need to celebrate ourselves for that it is mad actually and it's it's um yeah it's interesting because when you said I remember speaking to someone I mean I'm sure he wouldn't listen you know someone I dated ages ago and he I said what do you want to be and he said a pilot but he worked in banking and I was like why don't you be a pilot why are you working in banking and he was like I need to earn enough money and then I can be a pilot and you know it's definitely like I've definitely had looks like that before and it's so weird because I think you know we're like I have to do this and then I'll have that but then actually like any time like even moving to Australia you know like I mentioned like my brother passed away last year and I just it was like I made this decision I was like I'm leaving the UK and I already started packing my stuff I had no like I was still like there I was still working I didn't have any plans to leave the UK I didn't have any plane tickets but I already started packing my stuff because I was like I'm going that's it I'm going like it's happening and it's just so weird isn't it because it is like you know we think we need a certain amount of money or we need like to hit a certain stage and then we can have freedom it's like you know we have to be at work and then we have freedom and it's interesting when it's just like well I'm gonna try like you know I love it when you said that like well, I'll see you know I'll, I'll see um and just finally you mentioned about you know other people asking you things there I mean what advice would you have for anyone that is like I really want to work from anywhere like what advice would you have for them my advice would be to work on your self-belief first definitely because what I tend to find is that whenever I speak to people about this they're like I would love to do that and I'm like okay like why don't you then so I don't know like you know like it's just you know they they have many excuses whether it's financial excuses whether it's lifestyle excuses and education job all of the things and it's like if you and and it's a muscle that you have to you have to exercise mm. the muscle and i have to do it today but the more i've been able to do this the more i'm like i just believe that that like this is my life and i believe mm. that i'm going to live in arizona one day and i believe i'm going to live in mexico for a little bit one day and and it just feels so grounded within me because mm-hmm. i have because, and it all starts from there you can't expect to push the needle or for things to unfold unless you're doing the inner work around it it's not as simple as just okay I'm just gonna book this flight and I'm gonna go it's because Mm. what might happen is you'll get to the place and you'll be like oh shit I should go back or like this this was a mistake (laughs) this was a bad idea so I think regardless of what what potential self-doubt is creeping in is self-doubt is natural it's always going to creep in Mm. unless you're saying louder well I'm gonna do this and I can do this I can do this because this is this is my future this is what my my life is I'm gonna claim it for myself unless you're doing that inner work it's gonna be really difficult especially when you start hitting certain challenges because you will because they're the challenges that shape you Mm. but it's the inner work that helps you to push through that and really and really start to see things unfold as well that's everything Thank you so much, Amelia, for coming on. Um, and yeah, re- really inspiring. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sophia. I appreciate you.
Oh, I was going to ask if anyone wants to. So you're doing, you've started doing a few projects, haven't you? I believe. And where can people find you? What are they and where can people find you? Yeah. So if you are a coach, healer, visionary, someone with big dreams, big vision, big ideas, and you want some marketing up support, you can come and find me on at Amelia Books on Instagram. I'm also creating some projects to be an avenue for sharing more about living freely and moving through life with a creative heart. And it's all on the Instagram right now. That's where I hang out mostly. So come and say hello. Thank you very much. Thank you.